open up the nerdy Gen X files on the music and pop culture of our time. So joining us tonight, as always, we have Daryl Munson. We have Peter And I'm Jules. for tonight, our main theme, and it's a theme of themes, if you will. So our topic for tonight is TV shows and TV themes of our youth. Um, and so, and beyond. sorry? And beyond. And, and beyond. beyond. And, and prior, even, in probably many cases. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So, TV shows slash themes, etc. What did you get? What did you find? Take us on a trip down Amnesia Lane. Well, one of my most favourite ones is Adam's Family. Oh my god, and it's so dark and rookie and you know, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> all together rookie? Yeah, it's yeah. a rookie, yeah. <laughs> It's not like any other theme song. It's, it, you know, it went completely somewhere else, and it was brilliant for a mm -hmm. time. Uh, did you guys like Adam's Family? Yeah. yeah. Although I don't remember watching it much as a kid. I remember watching the Munsters. Yeah, yeah, I love the Munsters too. I don't know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yes, that was sort of ironic for that, wasn't it? The Adam's Family theme was more appropriate to the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the Munsters was surf music. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. That was my favourite show, but later I got into Adam's Family. It was, it was so good. I don't like the movies, the later ones, but oh my god, the TV show was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Pete? You know um, what TV shows that I love? Yeah, the TV. Oh, theme songs. Um. Well, interestingly, because when we talked about this, two theme songs in particular popped into my head. Or two shows, I should say. Yeah. Because, But the, the way that it popped into my head was it was the theme songs that popped into my head. One was Growing Pains. <laughs> Which, you never watched Growing Pains? I don't know. And the other was Family Ties. Yeah, Both very family similar. Ties. Very yes. middle class American yeah, families. Yeah. But, but I, I don't know. I think I love Growing Pains more than Family Ties. I think... I, I still think... As in, you like the show better or the theme the show, better? The show, the show better, and therefore okay. the theme better. I don't remember the theme for either of them. Oh, let's let's. Why don't we listen to one now? Okay. We ought. As long as we got each other. I remember it, but you guys really remember it. <laughs> See, I stand by the fact that Alan Thicke is the best TV dad ever. Jeez, that's a big call. Yeah. That's a big on. call. He's goofy. He's like cool. He stays at home oh, because yeah. the, because the whole premise of the story. He was now. It was. I think he was a psychiatrist. Oh, yes. He's at home. Mum's gone to work. Gone back to work as a journalist. So he's now raving, being the house husband. Oh, that's, that's right. Pretty, yeah. pretty 
Cool. Now, interesting, interesting fact about Alan Thicke. He, with his first wife, collaborated to... His wife wrote a lot of theme songs for TV shows. And he collaborated on two. Lori. Um, she's a singer who was married to him. But, that might but be I don't her. know whether that was his different wife strokes. you're talking about. Alright. So he collabor- collaborated on different oh, strokes really? and oh, he did or she did. Well she was the, they both they they collaborated together okay. to write the sh- the theme song for different strokes. To the beat it just won't drum. Yeah. Um and the other one was um Oh it was a spin-off of Grown Pains with the coach and the daughters. Oh, what was it called? I, I must have tuned out by then, but I did go through a very long, um, well, long, probably last two years, um, where Kirk Cameron from Growing Pains was my my crush. Oh, you had a couple of Oh, I had posters of him all over. Yeah. In fact, it was kind of, you know, with the laying out of the posters at the time, it was like the main crush got the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> and Kirk Cameron was on the ceiling. Did you have Michael J. Fox posters? I did. Of yes, of course. Because I, I kind of thought Mallory was cute. Oh, yes. oh, yeah. But she was dumb, which was okay. part of her charm, of course. All right, that's so that's the thing. with So Family Ties v Growing Pains. I would say for myself, I think that, that Family Ties trumps Growing Pains. Me I definitely. personally think, yeah. I think um, Family Ties was, I love the whole premise of the fact that the parents were ex-hippies. Yeah, and Michael J. Fox's, uh, Alex P. Keaton character was, was this like <laughs> Republican conservative offspring no, of yeah, hippies? Was that was awesome. That dynamic was awesome. And then they had, and then the other two, and this is the thing with a lot of these sitcoms, particularly like the eighties American sitcoms, it was like they were very stereotypical or, or at least archetypal. And so, so in this case, you had Michael J. Fox as um, Alex P. Keaton in this beautiful kind of anomaly in the family kind of role. And then, yeah, Mallory was kind of the bimbo, whatever. But then Jennifer, the younger girl, was also really smart. Mm-hmm. So, and sporty. And sporty, was she? Sporty, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. She, she was, she was, she was really a baseball player, yes. Whereas it's the, the in Growing Pains, it was Kirk Cameron's, the, the older, the, well, she was the only girl, that's right. Yes. But she was super smart, and he, Kirk Cameron was a dumb man. Oh, he was always getting in trouble. Yeah, he was always getting in trouble being dumb. Right. And, of course, when he becomes an adult in the later... Seasons, he becomes a teacher. Oh, really? Oh, right. Wow, you stuck with it that long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the posters have well and truly wow. come down. On yeah, yeah. Like, when they start bringing in other characters, it's sort of like you're flogging a dead horse. <laughs> Actually, at my 21st birthday, my sister and brother did a speech and they pulled out, they had found my old poster collection oh, no. and they pulled out the Kirk Cameron poster that, <laughs> had, that had, no, even better, glow zone stickers <laughs> around his face. There's like a big slice of the 80s for you right there. All right, what else have we got? Well, my favourite, you were talking about favourite themes. Cheers. I love that song. That's really cool. The other one, do you remember a show called The Greatest American Hero? Oh, Oh, okay. I actually don't remember much about the show itself, but I still remember every part of the theme song. (laughs) Let's have a listen to it now. Believe it or not. But that chart that song is fantastic. Yeah, that chart that was a single. It was actually a hit, wasn't it? Yeah. Who that, sung it? Oh, some random dude. It wasn't that. Some guy. No, I thought it was the guy in the show, but it wasn't. No, no. Some random dude. 
And I think that was the thing, that was the thing in the sixties and seventies when TV series actually were released as singles yeah. and charted. Mm. I've got holes mm. in the Bible here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just such a. It, it's it's like a seventies hit. Like it was eighties, eighties, but it sounded more like a seventies hit to me. Eighties too. Eighty three, middle of the road sort of thing. They're all middle of the yeah. road, things, aren't they? It does have that yeah. early eighties like like seventies yeah. crossover. Yeah. You know, plinky plunky. But you all sing. You all sing along to it. Yeah. It's a sing-along theme song. Yeah, yes. Everyone will know it. Yeah. All right, so speaking of sing-along theme songs, just sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a fateful trip that started from this tropic port up on this tiny ship. Yeah. So Gilligan's Island, such a bizarre show. Like it was on, it actually was filmed in the mid-60s. Yeah, and, and they only filmed it? three seasons, but each season had like thirty-six episodes in it. So there's like nearly a hundred episodes all up. It's right. like yeah, um, it's a pretty, it's like pretty decent output for three years worth of work. Yeah. Um, and then of course, and probably how most of us came to know it was that it was on reruns. afternoon TV reruns for the rest of our lives. Totally, yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking about it. It's like I mean, you know, we're talking about how some of these shows have really not dated well at all, um, and the. The squeaky cleanness of, of so many of these these shows, but particularly like Gilligan's Island, I was like, it's kind of like a really sanitised Lord of the Flies. <laughs> with, with a kind of representative, Whoa. stereotypical Whoa. archetype of Whoa. all of these different like crazy people. It's like, so you've got Gilligan, who's the affable fool, you know, they're kind of like, oh, always messing up and all of this. It's and theoretically then, the, the main protagonist, really. That's right, yes. And um, and the skipper who who's like your, your um, arsehole alpha male that's, you know, always... Whacking Gilligan over the head with his hat. Gilligan. All of yeah, all of that. And, and, you know, he's like the big, the big boss man. And then the oh, the professor was kind of hot, um, but yeah. And so he's like your, you know, the sexy nerd dude. Um, and then you've got the, I mean, the the, the female archetypes are pretty Vista. shocking. So Ginger, the professor, Vista. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so Ginger, Ginger as the as the sex symbol, and then um, Marianne as the other end of the spectrum Midwest in terms of like, well, she she's still she's the the cute as anything little, girl next like door. girl next door <laughs> slash fifties housewife yeah. kind of yeah. kind of um, stereotype and um, and then the the two rich old white folk the, you know, the Thurston Thurston Howell the third and, and his wife Lovey. because she didn't even get her own name in the thing she was, she was lovey yeah. yes right because it was like Good a wife. millionaire. And his wife. So, like, it reminded me of like, Angela and Andy, actually. Right. The mate was a mighty sailing man, the skipper brave and sure. Five passengers set sail that day for a three-hour tour. But yeah, so yeah, so Gilligan's Island, Lord of the Flies, never in the same place that's, at the same that's time. That's blown my mind. <laughs> the thing about those archetypes is, you've done a lot of theatre. Do you recognise those archetypes, though? They're the eight archetypes in Commedia dell'arte. Really? Oh, oh really? well, yes. Well, yes, true. Yeah. Go yeah. on. Then. That's right. I don't remember. <laughs> the, I don't remember the old, the old, the, the names of them. But they're, it, and I don't know if this is an accident uh, or this was a deliberate. Because wasn't it? Um, uh, uh, who's his name? It wrote it. Was his first show? Guy who then did Milrose Place in the nineties. Uh, um, oh, yes. Aaron Spelling. I think Aaron. I think that was Aaron Spelling's first. I think he wrote Gilligan's it. Island. Yeah, I think he wrote it. Whoops. I think it was his first. Might need to fact check this. We'll check this but I think Aaron Spell. This was his first. Not maybe not produced it, but wrote it. Right. He might have been one. And of he may have been like a Yaley 
you know, educated. I think, I don't know if it's deliberate or it's just completely by accident because these eight archetypes are a thing in in comedy. comedy. Well, yeah. They would be classic comedy archetypes. Yes. I can't remember the names of it, but there's the fool. So Gilligan's the fool. Yes. I think literally Del Capitano. I think is one of them. That's the captain. Yeah. And I don't remember the other the other names. Like huh. the slutty girl, the nice girl, and the yeah. I, I, I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah. They all play on each other in Renaissance comedy. Yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very layered. Gilligan's Island. A lot of subtext. Do you know the theme? I want to see if you can do this. You can sing. Australian national anthem <laughs> to the tune of Gilligan's Island. Oh. Australians all let us rejoice oh. for we are young and free. <laughs> Thanks, but I didn't have such an aversion to the Australian or, national anthem, I'd be so prepared to give that a or go. Or you can sing the, the lyrics to Gilligan's Island to the to tune of oh. <laughs> Maybe Nothing. that's what I'll do the next time people expect me to sing the Australian national anthem. Yeah. I'll just sing Gilligan's Island instead. Yeah. I think, it, you know, that's it. that was also good by Yeah. <laughs> In the show, it really wasn't, but you know. So we've talked about a lot of squeaky clean American ones. We've got any Australian ones? Mm-hmm. Any Australian TV shows or themes that we thought of? Anyone come up with any? Come on, there's themes. one. There's one big one. Neighbours. Um, no, this is neighbours, but I was thinking Skippy. Oh, oh yeah. Come on. What's that, Skippy? <laughs> 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 there's there's little, there's little, little kangaroo yeah. arms sticking yeah. in. But this song was just fantastic too. Yeah. yeah that's okay. Let's see what we got. Yeah. I reckon it's so Aussie. Awesome. How do you like that? It is very Aussie. Awesome. Yeah, even the banjo or whatever they're playing that on has an Australian accent. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I mean, I watched it as a kid, but you know. I watched it later on and it was, oh, God. Oh. And, and actually, it was pretty big in Canada. Like, I had friends when I worked over in Canada, they were really, really big into Skippy. They were, Daryl, Skippy, oh, I love Skippy. <laughs> I want to Skippy. Yeah. It was kind of, like, did, is it that every country had their, uh, you know... Animal and boy thing. Animal that, that <laughs> saves everybody from, from you know, swirling rapids and all of that. So, yeah. Dolphins. Yes, so Flipper. And yeah. Lassie. Oh, yeah. And there was another dog one as well, Benji. And there was a few oh, yeah. yeah. Lots of dog ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we had we had the roo. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's a, yeah, it's pretty iconic. Yeah. yeah. It's Australia all over. Any, yeah. any other Australian ones? That we well, when you say Australian, I... So, you know how last week, we or last episode, we talked about Nine Hit Wonders? Yeah. And inevitably, we talked Jason Donovan, <laughs> right. the, the Navy Stars. Yeah. So, when you think yes. of... Like, that was a pretty big thing. Where it just seemed to be neighbours was also this machine where people mm-hmm. would then get into the go to England it and sign up with Stock Aitken and Waterman yeah. and release yeah. songs and there's heaps actually. Yeah. Um, and when I went back to it, I was like, "Damn, there's a lot." And oh, really? it's not just not not just neighbours. Yeah. So there's Kylie, there's Jason, so there's Craig, as well. Craig McLaughlin. Well, I could only find one from Home and Away, and I might be wrong. Okay. And that was um, the one who married Taylor's guy. Oh, Beck, okay. So Beck, Beck Cartwright. Cartwright. Beck Cartwright. Oh, she and Homer Yes. She and Homer But everyone she else married Leighton Hewitt. Leighton Hewitt. Yeah. That's it, Leighton Hewitt. Um, so we talked about Gail, the twins, Gail and Julia. Yes. Yeah. And there's Jason and Kylie yeah. and Craig. Stefan Dennis. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, he did really release a single. Is he? I think he's the only one still there. Don't it make you feel good? 
Oh, really? And I think that was a stock. I think it was a stock cake. Has he still got a flat top? I hope not. Natalie in Boolean. Oh, yeah, yeah. Natalie Bassett and Sweat. Yes. And Stephanie McIntosh. Sky. The oldest guy. Oh. So Mrs. Mrs. Mangles? No. Mrs. Mangles had a single with Sky. No, no, Sky Mangles. Sky Mangles a little kid. Oh, yes. But then when she came and they brought an adult back, like it was. Is that why he lived with Mrs. Mangles or whatever? With. In, in the original, she was a little kid. Yeah. She was actually the sister of a friend of mine. Wait, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so. Okay. And Delta. Delta Goodrum was in. Delta Goodrum. Was she was in Neighbours. Neighbours? Natalie probably said that. I don't think. I could be totally wrong, but I think Delta Goodrum was always kind of music first, and they gave, they they gave her a spot on Neighbours at the point when they went, oh, here's a vehicle for your career. Right. Yeah, because yeah. she played a young girl trying to make. get into a music career, so she was singing her own songs. Right, oh, right, right. songs in that right. show. So it sounds like I watched Neighbours for a while. Did you watch The Royal Wedding? Kylie and Jason yes. Wood, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, with... Angry <laughs> What was that song? Suddenly you're seeing just the way I am. Never heard of it. Oh, my God. I love that song. I know, it's like the power ballad of the century. It, I, I think stop. I think all of, Australia, all of Australia stopped. It was like it was like Melbourne Cup Day for a TV. You know, we just we all watched it. I'm angry. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. I remember the video clip because the actual initial video of that song, which presumably he didn't write for Neighbours, I don't think. But I think from memory, there's like a video clip of that song, which is basically, you know, him looking mean and looking at the camera all toothless <laughs> and tattered and all the rest of it and singing the song as you do. And then there's more recent cuts of the clip, which is all of that, with little shots of like Kylie in her, in her meringue dress yeah, 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 yeah. And, the and Jason and with his thing. mullet. And it's, oh, this. <laughs> oh. What a wedding. It was fantastic. I went to a friend's place and they had the TV set up here and the TV week poster of the wedding in front of the TV. Oh, see, it was a big thing. It was huge. That was huge. It was massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. Um, do you remember Tony Kieran? Yes, Tony Kieran. from East Street. So there was two yes. from East Street. There was a oh. her, and then she did funny song videos. Oh yeah, yeah. She was, she was actually quite cute. Yeah. Um, had a bit of a is it not a crush? Yeah, right, yeah, boy crush. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, I remember the name. Yeah, Melissa. And Melissa Tickhouse, who yeah. we mentioned, I think, in our 1991 oh, yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah. Read my lips. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, yes. Well, the only other Aussie one that I've got, do you remember being an ABC TV show called Sweet and Sour? I vaguely remember, but I remember the, the, the theme song. Life can be sweet and sour. Let's have a look. Oh, you got okay. it. I love that song. It, well, as in, it was released as a single. That wasn't a real band. What, what, what year are we talking? Like, I, I don't remember. But the only reason I watched this show was because it was straight after Degeneration. Oh. The very first oh, right. iteration of Degeneration. Oh, right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or at the same time. So who's who singing the song? Yeah, Conway. Yeah. Yeah. You know who wrote it? Oh, of course. That's right. Sharon O'Neill. Yeah, right. Yeah. And the musical director of the show is Martin Armager. Who was in sports and then worked with Stephen Cummings. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he was a member of the sports. Oh, yeah. And associate director was Graham Bidstrup. Yeah. Angels and Ganga Jack. Oh, he was a member of the Angels. Oh. And then you know lots of stuff. I love my Aussie pop music. And in that show, David Ray. David Ray. This is really a sleazy shot. Yeah. Oh, no way. Wow. The young David Ray with a flat top. Yeah. There's lots of flat tops going on tonight. I don't think that was a very popular show at all. I don't remember it at all. But I remember it, and I remember the tunes. Well, the story was because they were a band trying to make it. And the thing is, it was very Sydney-centric. And the reason why the show didn't do well and the band didn't do well was because they were Sydney. They should have been in Melbourne, because everyone knows that's where the live music scene is. Yeah, right. At the time, yeah. So another great theme song that we would get away from Australian ones now is the MASH theme song. Ah. Oh, my goodness. And I learned a bit about this. Like, it is a beautiful song, right? It's gorgeous. And you know what it's called? Suicide, Suicide is Painless. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I read a little bit about it. It was originally created for the, the movie mm. that was directed by, my brain's not going to get his name at the moment, uh, Robert Altman. Uh-huh. Ah, he directed that. And so he, you know, it was a very, it was a mixture of heavy subjects and comedy, just like the TV stars was. But um, he wanted a theme song, or a, a song for this section when someone was attempting suicide that was a bit absurd and a bit sort of, that stood against a bit, bit of a juxtaposition. And he, he got this guy to write the song and he said, yeah, love the song, but it was a bit too serious. So he got his 15-year-old son to write the lyrics for it. <laughs> and so, because he said he wanted the song to be the stupidest song you've ever heard. And so his 15-year-old son wrote the lyrics. So you don't hear it in the TV series, no. but you hear it in the film. And there's lyrics like, um, suicide is painless, it brings me, it brings on many changes, and I can take or leave it if I please. Like, things like that, and lots of really absurd lyrics, so I will... Um, Lovely tune, though. I learned to play clarinet. Yes. Such a great, great song, such a great show. Did you, did you see the movie? No. Not the original. A Donald Sutherland. Yeah, Donald Sutherland. A few other people. Really good. Some of the people from the Was it a book first? For some reason, I have got... Weird memory that there was a book that got turned into a movie, but I do remember watching the series. I kind of loved it. So the movie came before the series. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Some of the actors that were in the film were in the series, but not many of them. I can't remember. Radar. I think Radar was maybe the only original. Maybe Hot Lips. I can't remember. I think yeah. there were a bunch of them, but um, yeah, they replaced some of the main ones. Yeah. yeah. Great. Great song. That suicide is painless. It brings on many changes. And I can take or leave it if I please. It's smart. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Just, just, you know, it's one of those classic themes of the, of the time. It was probably like 50s or something like that, sort of early 60s. Early 60s, yeah. I loved Get Smart. Oh, I and loved that it. That theme song was fantastic. Yeah. And that car that he drove in was a Sunbeam Alpine Tiger or something like that. Like, Sunbeam? Something. It's an English car. Wow. And even my dad just restored one. <laughs> I love that opening credits for that. Yeah, and the doors. Yeah, see the kids yeah. walking through the doors yeah, yeah, and everything. So, yeah. That was great. Uh, so that was a thing that I mentioned before that in the 60s. Um, and whatnot, like those theme songs. Okay, so my question to you is: How many 
those that you know of, and you could probably know the theme song, you probably sing the theme song, but you probably never saw an episode of your life. Oh, uh, there's a number of those. Yeah, yeah. because those things, they actually, re they were released as singles, and some of them charted, like, yeah. top ten. So, everyone knows Peter Gunn. Well, you all know the Peter Gunn theme, but yeah, I've never seen an episode. Never seen no, an episode. Me um, um, Happy Days? Oh, so yeah. So they yeah. episode of that. And the Seagulls. Yeah. Well, Happy Days had two things, didn't they? Because they actually used to just drop around the clock for the, the first, first yeah, season yeah, yeah. or so. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, oh, yeah, the actual different. Um, Happy Days. Yeah. Happy that charted. Days. So, Happy 1976, Day? that theme song was number five in the US charts. Huh. Like, that's that's a lot. That's big. Yeah. And Laverne and Shirley, same oh, yeah. number oh. 15. Know what time it is? It's time for get quizzy with it. Are you ready? <laughs> I've been studying this week. I bet you have. I'm going to fail miserably. <laughs> so Don Adams, who played Maxwell Smart in Get Smart, was also the voice actor for which famous cartoon character? Inspector Gadget. Inspector Gadget, correct. Name any of the four actresses who played the Golden Girls. Still Getty or something like Estelle that. Still Getty, yes, she was one. Oh, that was the old, the older one who was the old forever. Um, I can't remember. Grandma Yetta. Oh no, that was. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No. Entirely different show. So Betty White, I Betty think, is White who you're trying to think of. Yes. Who is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, she's great. Wonderful. Um, Rue McClanahan. Uh, yeah, Rue McClanahan and the Arthur. Oh yeah. The others. Name the four members of the Jetsons family. Jetson's wife Judy, Jane, no, Janie's wife, daughter Judy, Janie's wife, and Leroy and Elroy? No, Elroy. Elroy, yes. Elroy. So it's just to clarify, okay. meet George Jetson, <laughs> his boy Elroy, daughter <laughs> Judy, Jane, his wife, and then brother and sister and I also used to throw in Astro. Astro. He's still. Yeah, yeah, Astro. <laughs> but that wasn't actually part of the thing. So. I was hoping the world was going to turn into that at some point, but it never did. But anyway. Well, yeah. yeah, that's right. It's, a, it's somewhere between the Jetsons and Back to the Future 2. Yep. It's like, you know, exactly. it's like, any minute now. Yep. Any minute now. Uh, name the two judges from The Muppet Show. Oh, yeah, those grumpy right. old dudes. The hecklers. Yeah. yeah. They're just the hecklers. They're, they're nah, they actually had names. Oh, my role models. <laughs> <laughs> I aspire to be as grumpy old bastard no. as them. Don't know, what's their names? I do know them. Oh, really? As soon as you say it, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, oh, I can't remember. They were Statler and Waldorf. Oh, wow. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. There you go. That show was fantastic. Oh, my God. I love that show. Yes. Great music. Um, rather than commissioning their own theme songs, some shows just bought an established song by a famous artist and used that for their theme. Can you name the show that featured a theme song by Joe Cocker? Wonder Years. The Wonder Years, that's right. It was, I get a little, I get by with a little help from my friends, which of course was his cover of the Beatles song, Great. but a really, really good song. Mm. And can you name the theme, the show that used a theme song sung by Frank Sinatra? Oh, Married with Children. Married with yeah. Children, that's right. <laughs> Love and Marriage, that's it. Yeah. All right. Um, can you name the show that this song is from? more to life than what you're living you take a chance and face the wind an open road and a road that's hidden 
brand new life around the bend. Or tune to that effect. Who's the boss? Who's the oh, boss? Wow. Starring Hold Me Closer, Tony Danza. Yeah, <laughs> and a very young Alyssa Milano. Alyssa Milano, that's, right, that's yeah. right. I'm not surprised that you have got her, Peter. All right. She was in that show with Witches. All about the occult. Oh, yeah. Productions were great. Oh, yeah. Sing the next line. The house is a museum when people come to see them. They really are a scream. Yes. It's beautiful writing, that one. I love it. Sing the next line. You want to be where you can see our troubles are all the same. You want to go where everybody knows your name. Yeah, you sure do. Sing the next line. But no matter what you got, not a lot. So what? <laughs> I don't know the words. You got different strokes. Yes, so yeah. the, the missing words were they'll have theirs, you'll have yours, and I'll have mine. And together we'll be fine. Because it takes different strokes, it takes different strokes, it takes, etc. etc. Yeah. I've watched a lot of fucking television. <laughs> All we the time, all for my house. It's like it was just be on all the time in the corner of the room. You didn't, yeah. have, you didn't have the internet, right? Yeah. And we were rationed to half an hour a night on weeknights <laughs> after school, but we could watch each other's shows, so it ended up being an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> three of us. All right, sing the next line. What would we do, baby, without us? What would we do, baby, without us? And there ain't no nothing we can love each other through. What would we do, do right, baby? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, family ties. Family ties. Family ties. Okay. Sha la la. Sha la la. Sit, ubu, sit. So, yeah, Ubu was the production company, and that was the little slide that came up afterwards. It was this picture of a dog and somebody saying, Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog. Maria has been singing that for the last few days for some reason. We don't know why. Family time. Yeah, no, know. that the Sit, Ubu, sit. Oh, right. Good dog, right? There you go. So, yeah, yes. So, Maria knows where it's at. Sing the next line. On the most sensational, inspirational, celebrational. This is what we call the Muppet Show. So thank you so much for joining us tonight for our adventures into the Pandora's box of TV shows and TV show themes. Tell us your favourite TV show themes in the comments and make sure you like and subscribe. And don't forget, also, we've got the Facebook Hits and Giggles page. And next episode, we're going to pay tribute and homage to Australian music. It's Oztober month, except it's not Oztober. It's not even close, mate. <laughs> but we're going to do it anyway. So, this has been another episode of Hits and Giggles. Thanking, as always, Daryl, a friend ever true, Munton. <laughs> we have Peter flying away on a wing and a prayer with Pellis. <laughs> And I'm Jules, three-hour tour, Sutherland. <laughs> Keep rocking in the free world. We'll see you next time. <laughs>